It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The more things change, the more they stay the same. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 4th, 2019. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. A lot to get to on today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll recap the Magic's loss to the Denver Nuggets from Saturday. If you want a recap of the Magic's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks from Friday, we have a special weekend episode uh, that I recorded su- uh, or Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning. Uh, so you can check that out uh, in our archives so you can get a full recap of that. But we'll talk about some of the issues that arose over the weekend, both uh, from the Friday's game and from Saturday's game. Markel Fultz now in the starting lineup. We'll talk about what his impact was, could be, and still might be. And talk about just kind of the overarching things that the Magic have to do to get out of the rut that they've started this early season with. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you'd find only from a local expert, local host who knows their team best. Want to get ready for the Oklahoma City Thunder on Tuesday? Check out Locked On Thunder. You can also check out Locked On NBA as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Get your get you set for the upcoming week from a national perspective. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts. So just search on iTunes, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. And check out our MLB, NFL, and college podcasts too, plus NHL as well. You can find all these great podcasts, again, wherever you download podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Like Friday's game, things started out so well for the Orlando Magic. The offense was humming. It was moving. They were getting into the paint. They were scoring in transition, and the Magic had control of the game. In fact, uh, you know, really until maybe the middle of the second quarter, the Magic probably played one of their better offensive games of the season, which maybe isn't saying much, but they were really humming and, and playing well offensively against the Denver Nuggets on Saturday. Things did grind to a halt in the second quarter and, and got even worse in, in the third, but Orlando had control of the game. They ha- they were controlling the pace. It was being played at the, at the pace that they wanted to, whether that's the pace you wanted it at is another question, but... It was at the pace they wanted to. They were able to get points. They were getting stops, which, you know, is a big deal for this Magic team. And Orlando seemed like they had control of the game. They had the lead. They were going to take out, you know, take out a Nuggets team that is having its own struggles. And every time Denver made a push for their lead, Orlando would find that shot that they needed to go in to just hold on to control. That control slipped eventually by the middle of the third quarter. Turnovers were the culprit in the second quarter that allowed Orlando's lead to slip back into single digits. And even though Orlando was able to push the lead back out, 
they eventually gave it away because they couldn't keep anyone in front of them. or they, Not that they couldn't keep anyone in front of them. They kept plenty of people in front of them. They couldn't stop from fouling and reaching. The Denver Nuggets shoot 31 free th- or 39 free throws in Saturday's game. They shoot 37% from the floor, 9 for 28 from beyond the arc. Orlando's defense was really good against an offense that struggled to start the season, but is a very strong offensive team. But 39 free throws. That's all, you know, frankly, laziness. Not laziness, but just a lack of precision, a lack of focus and attention to detail. And that's really been the thing that's missing from this early part of the season. It's not... Execution is about attention to detail. The Magic were successful at the end of last season because they had all the details down. They knew exactly how they wanted to play. They knew exactly what they were going to do. They knew exactly how to play and beat every defense. And this team just hasn't found that rhythm. They haven't made the shots, obviously, that they need to make as Orlando continues to miss a lot of open shots, but they don't have that detail down. And so while the Magic were really strong defensively, and that, that is the truth. They were really strong defensively against the Denver Nuggets. The lack of those details ultimately mattered in determining the outcome of this game. Orlando trailed by, I think, seven points in the fourth quarter, and they stormed back to take the lead very briefly and tie the game. If there's one thing you can say about this Magic team, despite how bad their offense has been, they have had the lead in the fourth quarter in five of these six games, the only one being that lost to the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday. Orlando, by every right, could say we should be 5-1, and one, or we had the chance to be 5-1, and one, which is, again, maybe why there isn't that much panic. But ultimately, it was Denver making the plays down the stretch, or making the shots down the stretch, I should say. Nikola Jokic hits a rainbow jumper over Nikola Vucevic with the shot clock expiring off the wrong foot, to give the Nuggets a one-point lead, or two-point lead at the time. Jonathan Isaac is unable to answer with a three-pointer, and then Jamal Murray hits a runner, a tough runner, to give the Nuggets, I think it was a five-point lead. Chance to tie turns to a five-point lead, five-point deficit. And that's the game. Just like Trey Young banking in a three-pointer, just like Kyle Lowry coming around a screen and, and taking advantage of a miscommunication on pick and rolls. The Magic's margin for error in these late game situations because they can't score or they struggle to score consistently is very, very thin. And just a little defensive mistake, not even a defensive mistake, because I don't, I mean, the Magic made some defensive mistakes in this game, don't get me wrong, especially with the fouling, but in the critical moment at the end of the game, Denver made shots. They made plays, and Orlando's still not quite doing that yet. The Magic are trying different things. They are trying to get themselves out of this offensive rut, but their defense did the job until it didn't. Certainly Friday, they let go of the rope. They struggled against, uh, they just didn't have the energy, and Saturday they did. Saturday was a much more concerted, better effort. Everyone played at a higher intensity level, and even though the shots weren't falling because Orlando shot only 43%, 6 for 29 from beyond the arc, 20.7% from 3, even though Orlando was was struggling to shoot, their defense was there. Again, maybe some frustration causing those fouls, but Orlando really dominated this game. When they got their half-court defense set, when they, they were deflecting and, and causing a lot of problems. I, I, I'll continue to say this. This early part of the season... 
the Magic's defense has been elite. They've been very good defensively. Um, no getting around it. And that's kept them alive in these games. For the first time really all year, both the Magic stars played really well. Aaron Gordon, 21 points, 9 for 15 shooting, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. Nikola Vucevic, 24 points, 10 for 16 shooting, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block. He had 17 of those 24 in the first half. Really took it to Nikola Jokic. And, you know, Nikola Jokic spread him out and Vucevic struggles to defend out onto the perimeter all the time, especially because he drops to defend defend the paint, defend pick and rolls. Um, So guys like Jokic give him problems. Did a good job on him when he was in the interior, but... Again, a tough shot from a star player beat the Magic, essentially. Just like it did in Atlanta. Just like it did in Toronto. Those are three of your four losses right there. Just tough shots. And so Orlando can take some solace in that. Perhaps a a small moral victory. But there's still clearly a lot of work the Magic have to do offensively. And that's really what spurred one of the big changes for the Magic in this game. Starting Markel Fultz just trying to spark and reinvigorate this offense. The fact of the matter is, Orlando just isn't getting scoring consistently from anywhere. I mentioned that Gordon and Vucevic finally played up to the potential that we expect them to, and frankly, when when they were in the game, the offense worked really well, especially when Vucevic was in the game. The offense worked really well. I, I Again, I really... I know the Magic only score... 84 po- 87 points, which doesn't feel like a lot, and their offensive rating is still below 100, so they, they have they have moments where their offense is just absolutely putrid. And turnovers played a big role. I think Orlando had 10 at the half. They had 15 for the game. Turnovers kept Denver in the game in the second, second quarter. Free throws kept them in the game in the third. Orlando had to do a better job finishing off possessions and not fouling or reaching and getting eager because their hands are active and they are forcing steals and deflections. I mean, again, this Orlando defense is really good. Really, really good. But no one else was picking up the slack. Jonathan Isaac, he's been shot happy, and I like that he's confident to shoot. Seven points, three for 13 shooting. One for five from beyond the arc, five rebounds, uh, two assists, two steals, three blocks. So filling, filling up the stat sheet, doing a lot of good things defensively, but the offense, his shot making just wasn't there all night. Evan Fournier, 11 points, five for 12 shooting. Five assists, did better job distributing the ball than you would think, but um, didn't, didn't have the scoring punch to Magic needed that they're used to. But no one else, you know, was really there. Markel Fultz had nine points in his first start for the Orlando Magic. We'll talk about him in a moment. Four for seven shooting, two assists. Made a lot of de- made some defensive mistakes down the stretch. Show on Murray, but DJ Augustine only had four points off the bench. Alfred Camino failed to score in five five field goal attempts with ten rebounds to help him out. Uh, Terrence Ross had ten points on four for nine shooting. At least limited his shooting a little bit. Um, Mobamba fouled out in ten minutes. Orlando just does not have the scoring punch that it needs right now. They're just... Everyone in the starting lineup has to score. Everyone off the bench... I mean, you has to give them something, obviously, if he's going to play around the basket like he has been. And Ross has got to be really good, too. There's just not enough scorers on this team. And while the Magic's defense can keep the, the, the offense or keep the score low enough that'll give the Magic a chance, it's going to come down to crunch time plays, and that's where the Magic are struggling the most right now is finding ways to execute and get shots in pressure situations. And that's probably why the Magic decided to make a change. But that change alone isn't going to fix the problem. The Orlando Magic fall to the Denver Nuggets 91-87 to at the Amway Center on Saturday. They're next in action Tuesday 
at Dow at Oklahoma City against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Before we move on and talk about Markel Fultz joining the starting lineup, Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. Again, that's Manscaped, 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic, Steve Clifford, is not one to make quick moves. A lot of people have been asking me, what, when are the Magic going to make a rotation change? How are the Magic going to re- reconfigure their offense? And what are they going to do to kind of spark this team? And I've said, guys, it's, it's too early. It's way too early to think about lineup changes. Things are still settling down. The people, team, the team is still figuring itself out. You got to give them time to, to to play things out. And and you know, criticism of Steve Clifford that was perfectly fair last year was that he held on to lineups longer than he should have when it was clear something wasn't working. And to me, five games is enough to determine that something clearly isn't working. But certainly, the Magic had to fix or change something just to get the offense moving. To me, the first rotation change I would have made is Ken Burch from Obamba because I think being more solid defensively is more important and, and Bamba's offensive contributions have been somewhat negligible, although he's been okay. Instead, Clifford took the big step of starting Marco Fultz, a, a moment that we all realized was somewhat inevitable, that, that Fultz is the future and he's played well enough. He's made enough of an impact to, to be noticed you know, in a positive way. The question that was whether this was the time to do it. I'm not going to go litigate that because it's done. Fultz is going to be the starter for the time being and there's no reason to see that change. The idea behind it was fairly simple as, as, as it seems with all, with all of Clifford's ideas. The idea behind it was the statistics suggest that the Magic starting lineup was better with Fultz in there instead of Augustine this year. It's probably even dating back into preseason because, they, because they'll track all that. Um, and Clifford figured having a shooter like DJ Augustine with that second unit would balance the rotation out better. And, you know, I think one thing that we could say about Clifford is he's still figuring out and tinkering with rotation in the lineups to get something that's optimal. I mean, it took him, you know, nearly two thirds of the season last year to find the right rotation, you know, to find the, the right combination of guys, not just the nine players you're going to play, but the way that you play them, the lineups and the groupings that you put them in. That's that's, that's still the big part of the puzzle. And I think that's the whole puzzle at this point. That the idea with Markel Fultz is he's someone that can get into the lane off the dribble. He can create a little unpredictability within the offense. And that playing with the starters will accentuate his talents a little bit more. Even if he's not the best shooter yet, certainly DJ Augustin's a much better shooter than him, Fultz will create a little bit of havoc and create some movement in the defense. 
The first game was a, a bit of a mixed bag. Yes, it is true. Every Magic player in the starting lineup except for Aaron Gordon had an offensive rating of better than 100 points per 100 possessions when they were on the floor. Aaron Gordon plays a lot with those bench units and, and those bench units really, really struggled in this game. So Gordon's got to take a little more command of those units and, and be a little bit more, have a little bit more offensive force, I think, um, which is a double-edged sword with him. But the Magic saw at least nominal results in their favor with Fultz out there. No one was going to confuse Fultz for being the difference maker in that game or, or, or change agent. We saw that in transition, he is as good as anyone. He made some nice passes on, on fast breaks. He found Aaron Gordon a few times. He's, cut, he's a smart player. He'll cut without the ball and find ways around the rim if you just have to get it to him. But Fultz didn't really take over. You know, I think the common complaint, and I would agree from watching the game again, Fultz tended to, to fade into the background and let Evan Fournier run the show. Whether that's a deference thing, whether it's that that's a nervousness thing, Fultz has got to go out there and play his game, and, and that probably means he has to be on the ball a little bit more. But the idea here is that Fultz would improve the Magic's offense. And, at, you know, one game, and honestly his stats for the whole season, do not suggest that that's quite what he will do. It's still early, so you don't want to read too much into it, but Fultz is still inconsistent. He, like I've said all, all year, he's essentially a rookie. And so, not that the Magic want to play with kids' gloves on or you know, not throw him out there and, and not play him if they think he's the best guy out there, if he's the best guy at the position, which he, he, so far you know, I'd say he is over DJ Augustine. The Magic want to make sure they win. They want to put out the lineups that they think will win the most. It's really not about development. It's not about any of that. And Fultz, Fultz isn't going to fix all this. He isn't going to fix an offense that's dead last in the league by several points per 100 possessions or the worst true shooting percentage. The only team shooting worse than 50% on true shooting percentage. The worst effective field goal percentage. He's not going to fix all that. The Magic's problems run deeper. A lineup change, a rotation change, isn't going to change the Magic's fortunes. Because the truth of the matter is, the Magic's def- offensive problems are all things they control. The second quarter, the Magic turned the ball over against the Nuggets. They turned the ball over all night against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's something in their control. They don't pass the ball cleanly. I mean, uh, an observation, uh, moving the ball is the only way the Magic are going to score because they don't have great on-the-ball drivers, you know, Fultz excluded, perhaps. And that puts a premium on passing, on screening, on doing all the little things that make an offense hum. And so, go back and watch some of the old Magic games if you want this year. Or watch the next, watch the game on Tuesday. And ask yourself with each action, did the Magic make and catch that pass cleanly? Because a, a, a fumbled pass disrupts the timing of the offense. Did, that, did the player, did Nikola Vucevic, Mo Bamba, Ken Birch, whoever it is, 
set a screen, set a hard screen, make contact on the screen to truly spring their teammate open. I think that's a big issue for this team. They're not they're not getting the separation that they need because the screen the screen game hasn't been fantastic. And then of course you get to did he did he make the the shot? Did the shot how is the shot quality? All that all that stuff. Marco Fultz isn't going to fix any of this. Not by himself. These are fundamental problems at the very bare bones of the team that need fixing. That need drastic improvement. No one's expecting this Orlando offense to be world beaters. No one's expecting them to be the best offense in the league. I think that would be completely unrealistic. I, I know people who do who are who at least hint that they think that, but that's not how this team's going to operate. They just need to be competent. And competent enough because their defense is going to win a lot of games on its own. It's already won two games against bad opponents. So Orlando can beat the bad opponents on defense alone. Fultz can help. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I think this move was inevitable. I didn't expect it to happen this soon. I, I certainly wanted to see Fultz play a little more consistently in his bench role before giving him the starting job. But you know he he can make plays that Augustine can't, and, and certainly defensively that the Magic value Fultz's size, if not yet his discipline on that end. Orlando has a lot of issues to fix on the offensive end. Is what I'm trying to say. It goes. Beyond making a lineup change. It, it goes beyond, honestly, just making shots. Because the Magic can still work to get better quality shots and then make them. But I think a lineup change suggests, as this early in the season, a lineup change this early in the season suggests that the Magic and their coaching staff understand there are bigger problems with the way this team is executing right now. And this is a first attempt to try and correct those bigger problems, to try and lower that margin for error, to try and make it easier for this team to score. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Unfortunately, now we have to see whether that works out. Only time will tell in the end. One of those bigger issues, though, isn't about any statistic or making shots or anything on the court like that. It is simply a question about energy. About intensity and, to use a buzzword for coach, from Coach Clifford, purpose of play. An intention of play, a purpose of play. Friday's game against the Milwaukee Bucks was a bad one for Orlando. Steve Clifford came into his press conference, didn't take a single question, and we all I, I anticipated that's what would happen after the way that game played out. And he said, you can listen to the full quote uh, on Saturday's episode of Locked on Magic. He, he essentially said, 
Energy in this league comes down to two people. The head coach and the best players. The head coach and the best players both have to do their job well to win in this league. Clifford would say that he didn't do a good job on Friday. And certainly looking at a box score, just watching the game, Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon did not do a good enough job Friday either. And it seemed like they both took that lesson to heart Saturday because both played with extraordinary energy. They played really, really well. Gordon and Vucevic had their best games of the season on Saturday. And so they understood what they had to do. Your best player is not always your quote-unquote team leader or team captain, the guy everyone turns to, but they do set a tone for the whole rest of the game. Earlier in the year, as the Magic were struggling, we said, you know, once Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon get get their shots down and get things back on track, this team's going to be really good. And Saturday was a small preview of that, although not a full preview of that because they ended up losing. But you could see that this team could be really good when those two guys are buoying the team. And it's not just their output, their offensive production. It's the energy that they brought to the game. I mean, Vucevic was going for blocks and blocked a shot. Aaron Gordon was all over the place defensively, was doing a great job on his man, was causing havoc, was getting out in transition and shooting in rhythm. All the things that we've been waiting for Aaron Gordon to do. The Magic might have lost Saturday, and it's not a moral victory. They, they had to win that game. They had, their, they had their opportunities. But Saturday's game was a tremendous growth in leadership. That game showed that the Magic's best players can set the tone, the right tone, to win a game. It starts with the passing, which Gordon did a fair amount of, and certainly Vucevic did. It starts with the smart shot making and, and the patience it takes to execute. The first time all year, Gordon wasn't rushing, wasn't trying to bowl his way to the lane. He was patient. He read the defense and he made more shots because of it. This stuff matters. And the fact that the team's leaders were doing them helped set the tone defensively for the rest of the group because, you know, we saw it against against us, uh, Milwaukee. The starters staked the lead, the bench dropped the ball, the starters couldn't get it back, and it snowballed and ballooned from there. Turning this thing around for Orlando is going to start with efforts like Saturday night from Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. And efforts like that almost every single night. Orlando is not going to win very many games when those two guys don't score effectively. And unfortunately, both those players that dealt with injuries during training camp and have had to ease themselves back into the season. Well, now it feels like they have their full attention. Now it feels like, or at least after Saturday's game, it feels like they're back to being themselves. And that's where getting out of this frustrating start is going to begin. Is with them. With their play, their shot selection, their attitude, their approach, their purpose of play. That's where things are going to start for Orlando. Orlando needs these guys. And they need them to play well, and they need them to play effectively, and they need them to play for each other. 
That's what they did for most of the night against Denver. Defensively, they did that almost all night. Just a few mistakes with the fouling, and of course that, that got out of control. And that's where the Magic are at right now. Looking to their leaders to lead the way, to push this team ahead. And eventually results are going to have to follow. Results are going to have to follow sooner than later, actually. So we'll see what they do Tuesday night against Dallas. Against Oklahoma City, excuse me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__omni. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 